Hello and welcome back to the Trucking Driver Podcast after a short break. We're back in our traditional format. I'm Craigie Rankin. This is Chris Madison. Where are you, Chris? Because we're in a bit of an unconventional format at the moment because uh, I'm recording sort of a studio based at home and you are somewhere. I've just uh, landed at Les Mago, Route 74, and opened a cellar and it's uh, quarter past nine on Thursday evening. And it looks like it's going to set to and drown us in the next half hour. Well, there's that crazy storm in the way, and the weather looks horrendous for the weekend. Um, I had a look. It doesn't look great at all anywhere. So, you know, probably just as well that Convoy in the Park was cancelled because it was probably going to get hit by a hurricane like it was last year. Aye, aye. It, um, it's absolutely still as a grave here, black clouds and what have you, but it's, uh, it still has all the way up the gantries have been staying. Yellow warning for high winds. In Scotland, that sign on the 74 either permanently says yellow warning for rain or yellow warning for high winds. It's designed to make you feel sad. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I've used my last bit of cobalt this afternoon having a wipe round so it can do what it wants and stay mucky. When she's mucky, she's staying mucky. I'm going to tip out in Rosyth in the morning and then uh, reload Winton on the way back down, so I need to be on tomorrow. Whether or not we need to be on. Uh, it's been a it's been a weird old kind of end to the summer weather wise. It looks like Europe's been roasting in glorious heat, and it's just rained constantly. I did a bit of work. I've not spoken to you since that couple of days I did in that Scania with a manual gearbox, did I? No, no, yeah. I, you dropped off the radar. Yeah, starting to uh, starting to ring around in you know, hospitals and see where you were. <laughs> I was, uh, I will, I did, I did do it right after the glorious weather that we had when I went down to see Mike Sharpley with his Foden. Uh, I was up seeing Scott where my Foden lives and he's bought an R500 Scania with a manual gearbox in it. And he'd called my bluff because I was like, give us a shot, give us a shot. And then he said, well, Tony's on holiday next week, so if you want to do a couple of shifts, go for it. So I did. Aside from anything else, I got drenched. I tried to do some video and pictures and things on it, and it rained biblically for all of the second day. I've never seen rain like it. Uh, I had to apologise for the condition I left mm-hmm. the lorry in at the end of the day because I was just soaked through. I was actually considering, like maybe you know, crying a bit at the end of it, but I, I held it together. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Oh, baby, you're so wet. Aye, yeah, can gearbox. imagine. Aye, it's put some down. Aye, gearbox was fantastic though. I, rec- I recommend trying an R500 out anyway. If you're if you're feeling the need to test anything rather you to purchasing it, they're definitely worth a look, even though they're quite rare. Well, if anybody's daft enough to lend me one, I'll have one. Mm. Yeah, any Scania dealers that listen to this. Um, aye, anybody wants me to take one out to play with next week, do say. Um, <clears throat> I've been getting a little bit emotional about a... Uh, three-year-old S450. Mm-hmm. But again, we've got to the, uh, the crucial signing on the dotted line, five years of misery stage, and I'm uh, I'm doing what I usually do, thinking, oh, well, ooh, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But then they're not going to get any cheaper, are they, really? Yeah. Uh, well, everything will gradually get a bit cheaper. It just, dep- it just depends. I mean, Leeds Low Emissions Zone is now being put back because... They're not getting any money from the government to do it, which kind of proves that it was it, it was about money in the first place. So that yeah. helps you a lot. 
Um, so it you, does. It, it does. does. If Leeds and Sheffield go back a bit and be, behave themselves, if Leeds and Sheffield behave themselves, I've uh, I've no real reason to go get into any buying frenzy. Uh, exactly, and it's uh, having just spent mm. half the national debt of Ethiopia on my idler police for this thing this week and a new drive vault. I might just keep it. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't think anybody knows, do they? I don't think anybody knows anything at the minute. No, no, no it's all paddling canoes in a direction and hoping for the best. It's all complete uncertainty. I we're just going from one issue to the uh, truck and driver. We're just going from one issue to the next. Um, I've got, I'm trying to, the weird thing is I've just put the yeah. o- October issue to bed. Well, I will do it tomorrow. This is Thursday night. And I'm really, I think I've had quite a decent run of content in Truck and Drivers. Uh, judging, but even not just me saying that, I've had some nice feedback from people who've kindly emailed me to say so. Um, but it's all about, I've got the Convoy Mac on the cover, uh, partly on the cover. And it was supposed to be part of a convoy special issue where I was supposed to go and meet Sam Peckinpah's biographer and uh, go and do a whole look at the film. And yeah. all of it's just it's just a normal issue of the magazine now. And I've got three more to do. I'm, I'm working on the November issue next week, which is the Monday after convoy, which is just weird. But it's just a matter of going from month all to right. month. Truck fest's on. Truck fest Peterborough, and I'm I am sort of swithering. Uh, as to whether or not I go to it, mainly because not to go into a feature on the show, I go and get some contacts for features. So I've got a nice stockpile of stuff because um, lest we go thrown into some, I can't do anything very much in the winter. But I think that's scaremongering. I think everyone else will stay open. Yeah. How's life, yeah, been, in, how's life been in the road? We're booked in, Peter, but I'm not going. You're not going? Your house it's chaos. Hi, it's, uh, it's back to chaos. You can put an hour on every journey that you know, we've enjoyed through lockdown. We've been able to get across to the King's Span at Hollywell without any bother. We've been able to get up, you know, it's just back to how it used to be. But I think we've mentioned before that people have had some time off and they've lost any minute driving skills they had before. They've just come oh, back wow. out now like wild eyed rabbits on speed and they're just, they're just aiming Audis at me and. Uh, just driving like psychos. So it's good. You know, I'm getting some amazing dash cam footage, you know, when I'm sort of crippled yeah. and old and I'll play my dash cam footage back and witter hysterically. I remember when all this was feels. Yeah. Now, I'm not enjoying it at the minute. I wish everybody would go back and do what they were doing on lockdown, which is probably gardening. Well, a lot of people... I was in the office in London picking up some back issues on Tuesday because I'd come back into the country via Heathrow. Um, and our office had about six people in it. And this was a huge, huge office. So I don't know. It's, and then I got stuck on yeah. the M20. And then I got stuck on the M25 for about half an hour in the car trying to get back into the M40. And I was like, why are all these people on the road? I've got a re- I know that I've got a reason to be on the road, but <laughs> they were talking massive economic downturn. Well, with that much traffic on the road, <laughs> it was so busy. I was really surprised it wasn't busy around Birmingham. And anyway, how's the old Foden been getting on over the last couple of weeks? How's it been doing for you? She started last week sounding a bit like somebody's Kev the 125 Suzuki, however, which isn't a good look for an old truck. It was. Um, was whining and whistling. Um, so 
we stuck a pry bar into um, fan belt idler pulleys and discovered that the idler pulleys had got to 18 and wanted to die. So um, I rang John Marsden, the best daff employed food and parts finder you could hope to meet, and he resides at Pelican at uh, Wakefield. So apologies, John. Now, if your phone starts ringing with more of us food and weirdos chasing you for bits, but anyway, <laughs> your reputation goes before you. And he, uh, he managed to find me some new pulleys for it at the factory and been an adventurous sort. I said, I crack on, send them on. So he sent them on with a new drive belt and I, I didn't sort of say how much are they and they came and how much they were is probably enough to pay for half a wedding. But anyway, Bob those on the night before last and we're back in silent mode now. The belt, to be right, if we've not done the, uh, the idlers, the belt on the inside was probably three quarters of an hour away from snapping. So that'd be yeah. interesting. So, um, I think that belt's probably done about 10 years plus. Uh, constant bathing in TFR every weekend with Cabo. Oh, that's what, any good. And that's what happened to mine. The, the tension of collapse. Uh, and it was expensive for the belt because the belt was an aircon belt as well, which was quite rare because not all of them are aircon. Uh, I'm glad you managed to get it sorted and you did it preemptively rather than doing it, you know, uh, on, on a closed lane of smart motorway or something. Yeah. Right, we've been built on this side that we've just done now that drives water pump alternator and uh, runs around a couple of uh, idlers and a tensioner. And then we've got the aircon belt on the other side that's just aircon. Oh, yours is different. Mine um, does aircon. I had a quick look at well. that while we're under there, and that looks a bit thick. Aye, aye, aye. If your aircon belt, if your aircon belt falls off, it just means you're warm. Mm, um, very warm. Your fan belt on this is different. It's like a 6V, you know, um, yeah. multi-V. 90 quid's worth, nearly, for a belt, which you, you've got to want one. <laughs> you've got one um, 10 years, right? Oh, the no. idlers, I think. The idlers retail at 206 and 190, respectively. But we've got Yikes. some discount by not having them on a, a VOR. So they come on a stock order, so we've got some discount. But um, you've still got only price of a fish supper and a a copy of Hustler uh, left out 450 quid for two idlers and a belt however but you know well, rather than over 10 much... years it's not so bad I suppose and uh, yeah, I'll probably so... put less TFR all over this belt aye, saying, aye. You, you have been to our show you went to party on the pitch I said I was going to go but I was, just too, then, I was um... just too tired and just needing a rest so I, I, I um, didn't <laughs> <laughs> but it was a show that it looked, the pictures looked great it looked like it was just nice to be out and just have some yeah. trucks in a field somewhere really it was good to land on Friday night it felt it's the first time this year it's felt normal you know there was no no sense of any of this nonsense at all it was landed parked up got a beer out jumped out had a natter fantastic um, well organised Stuart and his team did a good job um under very weird circumstances. I bet they had to jump through some serious hoops of the council to get them going. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a major ample sanitizer points everywhere. Yeah, so, it um, was as unweird as it was going to be this year, which is an achievement, because you could put a show on and make it awkward, and it wasn't. It was all right. It was fine. Um, the rugby club bar was serving, so... 
you had to just go and get your beers and get the hell out. But it was grand weather. It was red hot, so that was fine. We were all parked up. Obviously, we went down in a three from Barnsley, so we parked up all snuggled up together. But everybody else was, you know, gapped. It's like at least three metres maybe between each wagon. It was, you know, uh, but there was no overriding atmosphere of we're under the pandemic. Ooh, none of that. There's no need. It was as normal as it could have been. Um, I'm not really sure how many punters came through the gates. Saturday and Sunday, really, because I was just, you know, sort of milling about, having a word with Chris Bradford, just pottering about, and I didn't take a vast amount of notice. Um, showers were there, uh, showers were clean, showers were well looked after, the toilets were impeccable. Um, it was a good do, it really was a good do, and it's, um, I would guess, I'm sure somebody will chip in on the Facebook page and put me right, but I would guess there was probably 200 plus trucks maybe beautiful um and it was bone dry which will obviously cheer the groundsman up no end at which rugby club because we haven't traveled his rugby pitch up mm. um that was grand that's that good. good i'm glad i'm glad about it i'm it's glad it's a bit of a shock to the system being you know set free out mm. of the zoo and being being allowed yeah. to go and do normal things in the field yeah, I'm glad. It looked like the we're convoying the park. I, I believe the local the local authorities were going to. I get the distinct impression you might be glad. Convoy, aye. Well, basically, that I believe the local authorities were going to put a restriction of five thousand people in total attending it, um, and there were all sorts of other stipulations that could have come up at the last minute, and there was a danger of the size of Donington yeah. was going to have a couple of hundred trucks in it, and it was going to be bizarre ghost town event, and it's either you do it. You do it right or not at all, and that was yeah. the danger of going quite weird. So, yeah, the biggest surprise of the year, I don't think, it got cancelled. But you know, everybody did everything they yeah. could to try and keep it keep it alive for as long as long as they could. The truck racing's actually on, so people who go to the truck racing, um, like fans of the truck racing, you can go and spectate at it. Not that I know if this podcast is going to come out before then, anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're just giving this podcast is just being done as an update to our loyal fans, mm. especially for you who've been complaining to Chris that there's been no podcast involving him. I'm sorry about that. So uh, it looks like we're all just going forward from one week. But now to you're going to get a bonus one. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get a double on next week. Well, we're going to get one at the weekend, providing you've got a house to live in um, due yeah. to getting your bathroom refurbished and things. Ah, uh, yeah. The bathroom. There was going to be a week's worth um, turned into a bathroom like you'd have in a Romanian orphanage on, you know, on the news in 1989. It just pulled some tiles off to speed the plough for the bathroom man to come in and kick off. And then I discovered we've got black lime plaster underneath from 1920 oh. that had helpfully stuck tiles to in 1990 or whatever. So um, we ended up with a skip full of broken tiles, black lime, lats, and then we were pulling nails out for about two days um so the plumber could come in and start on monday which he did and then when he pulled the old bath out discovered the bath had been leaking underneath for about 10 years probably and all the floorboards underneath were black like the mary rose when they brought that up remember yeah yeah had to keep it oh, down no. so it didn't collapse i uh, well, he ended up reflooring the bathroom and then overboarding it oh yes and then we had to dry line it all which we hadn't factored in so He's cracked on this week. So last weekend, uh, the Mem Sahib at 
decided that she would take all the offspring and dogs and uh, I would drag the wobble box from storage on the uh, on the woodhead up to a campsite about a mile away from where we store it near home in Calico. It's looking at the woodhead and then uh, we dropped it there and they've had a holiday as, as much as you can call it a holiday but the kids think it's brilliant even though it's yeah. a mile and a half away. <laughs> Sitting in a field looking at the woodhead watching trucks go up and down past the dog and partridge on 6 to 8 but they're loving Could it. Could be are they doing all transpennine cycleway nonsense and you know pestering sheep and going to see mates from young farmers and stuff? Yeah, I've been home most nights and had the weird caravanning in the village experience, but um, <laughs> they're on their own tonight. So when Storm Storm Ellen or whatever she's called comes and kicks off over the Pennines tonight, okay. I hope they've um, I hope they've tied the awning to something heavy like my pickup. Otherwise, I'll be getting a phone call at two o'clock in the morning in tears when they're fetching awning back from Woodhead. Oh, this is this is Albany. I can't be bothered yeah, with well, this. Uh, anyway, we're supposed to be back in Sunday. We can go home allegedly on Sunday. So, oh, I can't be doing with this horrendous weather. I'm not sure. I was supposed to have a Mercedes-Benz Actros with mirror cam for a week. But somehow that had managed to get booked in in the week I was supposed to go away for a couple of days last week. So I've had to put that on hold. I'm just like, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm thinking, when can I get out next in a truck? And what, what can I do? And I'm thinking, what can I do that requires me not something that doesn't involve cutting ciders because I'm not getting wet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and pull off a bloody fridge for someday, I think. <laughs> I've got a tipper. I wonder if I could get an eight-wheeler or someone with an automatic tailgate so I don't need to get out. Hi. I give Wayne Cat a message on Facebook. He seems to be wanting men quite often for fridge work. Does he? That new, uh, that new daft for a week. I'm sure Wayne will find something for you to do. That's not, that's all fridge. Yeah, I'll just have to mix it up a bit because the last I've done curtains and flats and stuff. Come and drive and stuff this like if, you, uh, if you're desperate. I'll come and drive your food and yeah, but I know what will happen. I'll go and like, pull the clutch out it, you know, and then that will be my fault. <laughs> We're talking about this in, in yard at weekend. Um, well, talking about me driving your truck about or, you or your clutch. Ripping my clutch out. But um, we're on about people have had trucks for years. Yeah. No, we're on about the spooky and ethereal reality that if you've driven your truck for years and then you sell it, it that's, will die within a month. That's absolutely true. That because it to... gets used to you. It gets used to how you drive. It just. And if somebody else gets in it, they, they will kill it. I, abso- I absolutely believe that theory. That happened to Stephen Forster's Ford and Alpha eight-wheeler that he had, he owned and yeah. then he had with Conley's. That was no problem at all for him for all those years. And then the week after somebody got it, the engine exploded. Just because it's that, it is used to you. It is, you know, it's got it must have muscle memory. And somebody starts doing things a bit different. Mm. And it's, yeah. If, I, if anybody wants to chip in and confirm that theory or dispute it, I'd like to hear about yeah. it. But I reckon I would be if you if you had a, if you had a Foden sitting there that had been driven by ten different drivers over ten years and it just been maintained, I'd be like, fine, your one, no. And even though yours would be in much better condition, I'd be more scared of breaking something on it because <laughs> it yeah. knows you. <laughs> the know chap that got me into Foden, Martin Hancock, he, he had a fifty-four plate with a cat in it, brand new. He got me into into funds. Mm. He sold his, and within a year, the new owner had killed it. Spectacularly killed it. It's probably now in uh, Trinidad or somewhere. That having been 
stuck back together. But I, he, he drove it on uh, on Stanley Dawes contract with me, and it was never a minute's bother. And he retired off to play in Spain on his big motorbike, and, and he's uh, Ooh, he stood nice. and then died horribly. And I think mm. Phil Barton's famous Danish Volvo of redness that he's he's just got uh, he's just sold it. And it's never been a minute's bother for Phil, and I think that expired as well within about a fortnight. Phil's getting a new interior done. I think he dropped truck. a valve, if I'm not, not mistaken. They're known. That's one of that's one of the things those engines do. Those thirteen liter Volvos. Not that not that I'm saying that they're prone to it or anything like that. But dropping a valve. I've, I've, got a, I've, got a I've heard of that in Renaults as well. <laughs> Yes, it did go weird quickly there. Obviously, we're attempting to record this on Zoom and then we got out of sync by about 10 seconds there. So let's just wrap this up. I think we were somewhere around about. We just started talking about Mr. Phil Barton and how he'd got himself a new lorry um, off account, which we had moved into there from talking about Wayne Cat and his daft because I was saying I wanted to do some fridge work maybe next with a demonstrator because I can't be bothered doing up the sides of cutting ciders. That's pretty much where we were. So before this all was very much wrong again. <laughs> this is the outside broadcast unit coming to you live from Les Mahago. Uh, using the technology of our forefathers. Honestly, I've got two tin cans and a bit of string would have worked well. well. If you open your window, I could probably shout from here. Yeah, well, I'm not that close, but I, I get what you mean. I, I probably could have come out if I wasn't so... Uh, lazy and listless in the evening I probably could have driven all the podcast equipment out to Les Mahago but then I would have to drive back home again and then drive back to East Colbride tomorrow to finish for deadline and I'm not doing that so I, uh, I promise to do my best to get into my own house and be able to do something useful on Sunday by bedtime I promise yeah I'm not going to be doing anything much this weekend it would have been the weekend my sister was getting married uh, as well as convoying the park Aye. so I wouldn't actually have been at convoying the park anyway so I'll be so curious to see what the weather's like and if there's a hurricane blows right across the top of it then I'm going to say well you know it was even more of a blessing <laughs> probably because you could have been without that two years in a row but I hope it is nice for everybody that does go to enjoy the truck racing and I'm still going to make a decision about uh, truck fest next week um, because I've got yeah. I've got the trucking driver awards to sort out as well because the deadline for that's end of August and we were supposed to have a sponsor for it and we're supposed to have like all these amazing prizes and taking people away to, you know visit a truck factory and you go away and visit yeah. the European none of that's happening you'll get nothing apart from a, a, a prize and a visit from me and a bit and a, a photo shoot done in you and your company that's a lot for the truck and driver awards which is amazing in itself oh, I've, got, I've got all that to do in september i'm going to be mm. quite busy running about unless of course i go through all the nominations and just award the the winners to the people who are closest to me that could work <laughs> scott and rocks off gravels won the um uh hauler of the year i'll give a scott pollock kind of lifetime achievement award Drumming distribution, there must be somebody drumming distribution under 30 years old, you know, young driver of the year. <laughs> it will be sorted. Trucking. I think they're following me. Who Drummond's are? No, you're Do you mean in social media? Rocks off trucks, right? No, no. I mean, on the road, every time I look up, there's a funny yellow daft with the turf trailer on all the tipper. I keep seeing your mate down at 180 and rounding about your. He's from, he's from, he's from not, Willard. I was speaking to him there. Um, 
Because uh, he's got the, it was, it was a woman called Sammy that was driving the truck last year, and she's gone off, she's had a baby now, so it's a chap from Willard whose name I can't remember what's the mm-hmm. that was driving it. Because I was having a good chat with him when I had the manual scan the other week. I uh, were down there with a turf trailer on yesterday, or uh, rocks off for years. Yeah, and they kept putting... Uh, fine turf, or something similar going into Grimsby. Hi, we'll have a natter on, uh, on Sunday, then we'll back at an even keel, and I'm going to come to you, my sat somewhere yes. sensible. Not I hope the weather is kind on. I hope the weather is um, kind to you, and you get home in good time. Well, I'll settle in one piece, to be right, because I'm going to have to run empty down from... Um, Ross Ife in the morning down to Wigton. I don't know if Wigton's a real place or what, but I'll find out tomorrow. I'm going to Wigton for the princely sum of seven pallets. Ooh. And that's going to go to Holland. So um, I can imagine tomorrow night's conversation will be, you'll have to come back to port with that. No chance. It'll come over Monday. But it, it's delivering on Monday. Mm, which Monday? Uh, anyway, we'll see, won't we? Let's just concentrate on getting tip, getting loaded, and getting back up at 66 in one piece because it was going to be blowy. Mm-hmm. And I've eight on on. I want to get back mm-hmm. to the happy and uh, cherubic oh. faces of my camping children who've all got a bit rugged this week. They've all got that red, rustic mm. look about them. <laughs> hey, it was GCSE day today, and my uh, when my my delightful truck polishing daughter did well. Don't you? She did Same really well, so now she's got absolutely no excuse to ever follow me into this bloody industry, which is nice. Save it for Sunday. Catch you later. Good tag. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.